0: Friend, it's time to talk about your budget because I know there are certain things that are frustrating you and you're probably wondering, how in the world do I fix my budget so that it could actually work better for me? Today, we're gonna talk about those top three mistakes that most people make and you need to avoid so that you can create a budget that works. Hey there and welcome to the saving Wiz podcast i'm your host gina zachariah i'm a wife mom of two personal finance educator and the og saving Wiz. i'm here to help you navigate this world of money so you can afford a life you love together we'll break down dense money topics and translate them into easy to digest action steps so you can easily implement them into your life right after every episode grab your favorite drink and let's chat about money It's no surprise that when you're creating your budget for the first time, there are going to be some mistakes that happen. Today, I want to talk to you about the top three mistakes you need to avoid with your budget so that it actually works to serve you better and doesn't feel like it deprives you. I can tell you wholeheartedly that mistake number one happens way more often than you think. It's not including everything inside of your budget. I personally did this as well when I first started. I would create a budget that looked like this. One side had debt, the other side had bills, and maybe I included food and gas? I can't even remember. But that was pretty much it. That was the extent of my budgeting, and I hated my budget. The reason why I hated it was because I felt like it always told me no. Could I go shopping? Nope. Could I go out to eat? Nope. Can I go do my nails? Uh, girl, no. That budget did not work for me. Instead, I made myself work for that budget. And you know what ended up happening? I failed more times than I can count because that budget didn't work. And one of the things I started to realize was if I didn't include everything inside of my budget, then my budget wasn't reflecting my life, which was a requirement for my budget to actually serve my life. Huh? Huh? You see the light bulbs go off? Mm Mm-hmm, that's the way it works. Your budget needs to mirror your life and your priorities. Otherwise, it doesn't work. So when you're creating your budget, make sure that you include everything. And by everything, I mean you should have sections in your budget that are dedicated to certain areas of your finances. On our budget sheet in the budget planner, we have one section that is included for income. The next section is bills. The next section below is debt. The section on the top right is savings and sinking fund accounts. The section beneath that is our lifestyle expenses, all those variable expenses that we get to decide to include in our spending. And then finally on the bottom, an area where you can start balancing out your section totals to know that you hit zero. We can talk about the zero-based budget in another episode, but understand that getting to zero means that you've directed all your dollars to a specific purpose, and that's what you want. Now, if you want to pick up our budget planner that has all of this already mapped out for you, you can click on the link in the show notes. But it's really important that you include all of those sections inside of your budget, and then start adding every single thing you spend money on. And if you're thinking, Gina, well... I have no idea what I usually spend money on. Go to the last three bank or credit card statements wherever you normally spend your money and start highlighting every single type of expense into a different category with a different color highlighter. Then start jotting down those categories inside of your budget. That'll also give you an average total that you can use as a guideline for how much you normally spend in those categories. And then you can start adjusting your budget based on your income level so that you can start moving things around and creating freedom in your budget that you can use to pay off debt, save for a vacation, or anything else that you plan on doing. Number two, there is no buffer. A buffer zone is basically a line item in your lifestyle expense section that allows you to have some discrepancies. So let's say I planned for groceries to be $400 and then inflation just threw that budget out the window and now it's $450. Well, I didn't plan to have it be $450 and I budgeted everything to the dollar, but there's no buffer. So where am I supposed to take this money from? All the other things are needed. That's why a buffer is so critical. Creating a line within your lifestyle section that just says buffer and putting $100 or $75 or whatever amount you decide to put in there gives you some breathing space in case an expense is a little higher than you had expected it to be. This one thing will give you enough peace of mind knowing that you have enough money to cover in case this happens. It also enhances your chance of success with your budget because you kind of have like a plan B bucket with a little bit of money in there so that you can move things around if you need to. And number three, you have no emergency fund. I know you think emergency fund is probably something completely separate from your budget. We personally put an emergency fund as a sinking fund inside of our savings section. This emergency fund is something that I create as a bill in my mind. So every single month when we get paid, we put a certain amount into that emergency fund. That way when unexpected things happen, which my friend, it's inevitable that they will, I have money set aside for that. It's not going to affect the rest of my budget. And I'll tell you this, when we first started budgeting, this was something that used to make our budget fail. Almost always. We'd be doing so well and every single month something would come up and take money out of a category that we weren't expecting. Every time we thought we were doing well, something would come up and we'd be like, okay, we'll try again next month. All right, we'll try again the next month. And it just felt like something was always coming up. That emergency fund is like a bouncer at the door that does not let emergencies completely rattle the rest of your budget. It keeps it where it needs to be in your emergency fund. And that helps you sleep better at night because you're not up thinking about how in the world you're going to cover that unexpected car repair that just happened and you had no plan for it. With your emergency fund, you're covered. And a good rule of thumb is to save at least enough for six months of living expenses. And by living expenses, I mean the bare bones budget, things that you would need to survive. That way, if there was an unexpected job loss or something happened where you need to be able to cover even your salary or your bills for the next six months, you have what you need and you don't have that added stress to whatever situation you're currently in. If you're thinking right now that you have so many more questions about how to create a good budget, we do have a budget workshop. You can click on the link in the show notes to learn more about it and join because it has a step-by-step system to help you create the budget that works best for you and your lifestyle. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon. That's all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you leave a review, I'll love you forever. Remember, today is yours, so make it count. I'll see you in the next one. Bye for now.